back to the Dark Side Live podcast. So tonight we've got an equally really, really good guest that I'm um, looking forward to joining us tonight. We've got Claire Genaud, um as a rock guitarist. So once again, like I said, the whole podcast is just built on diversity. We want as many like varied guests as we can from many different areas of life. Um, like I said, we've got Claire coming on tonight. Um, and like this is going to be something that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I've been trying to get Claire on for a while now, just obviously with commitments herself. Um, and obviously the way things are, it's very very busy um, time again. Everyone back to hopefully getting you know able to get the back to work as much as they can really. Um, but like I said, it's really really enjoying and uh, looking forward to this one. Um, like I said, we'll try and get as many guests on we can. Um, even if it's like one or two in a week, some weeks I might not be able to. Um, it all depends on people's uh, obviously diaries, what they're up to, their work time. Um, but hopefully, try and get as many guests on as possible still over the period of time that we've got. So, like I said, we've got Claire Jenard on tonight, um, and I think it's something that really you're going to get a lot of value from. Um, and especially someone that I've really interested in as well, because obviously being in rock music is a massive, massive genre. Um, and I think you know, women should be out there more in the scene. But I've seen Claire's just uh, joined us there. So what I'll do as soon as Claire um, presses the request button there, we'll get straight into it. For it to connect up now. Um, so as soon as that connects up, we'll get straight into the podcast. Good evening. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. I hope I pronounced your surname correct there. Yeah, it's Genou. Genou. There's no D yeah. on it. Silent D. Don't worry. It's okay. Like, I'm not so attached to how people pronounce my surname. It's fine. <laughs> not a problem. So how's life for you? Uh, well, it's... Uh... You know, it's not as in interesting as it used to be, but I'm in Switzerland right now. I went back to Switzerland for a while uh, because I'm from Switzerland. And um, so, yeah, I'm just uh, working on more personal projects that I didn't have time when I was playing with a lot of bands in London. So, yeah, it's okay. Cool, cool. Um, with the podcast itself, it's very free-flowing. Okay, but we always like to just straight, jump straight in there for obviously the people who are watching now and then obviously the people who are going to be listening to the podcast later on. But like mm -hmm. in your own term here, who is Claire Genoux? What do you mean my own term? <laughs> <laughs> You're a bit of a backstory for yourself there. Ah, okay. So, okay, I'm a guitarist. Uh, I play mainly rock. Uh, some people have called me a metal guitarist. And every time I'm a bit surprised because I'm not in my opinion, but I guess I am if people say, say I am. <laughs> so yeah, I play rock and metal mainly. And um, I've, I moved to London when, uh, when I was 20 and I'm 26 now. And there I studied uh, at like a, a music uni kind of stuff. And then I just started uh, to play with rock bands and um, kind of became a musician for a living. So that's really cool. Uh, yeah, I play with an original band and a cover band. So the original band is like hard rock type of band and it's called Kill It. Yeah. And I also play with an all female ACDC tribute band that are based in Switzerland and that are called Black and Black. And otherwise, I do other stuff with, uh, I play uh, as a session guitarist for other bands too. Yeah, is that, that would answer so, your question? Yeah, yeah, because I was, because something that's really interests me, because I've obviously, I'm a big metal rock, you know, music fan. And to me, I've watched the scene grow, but something I've seen recently, probably in the last probably 10 years, there was, you know, there was a few back in the day, and you talk like the 90s. You know, you had like the Babes in Toyland, you had the L7s, you know, you had, you had the, old, the old school guitarists. And what I've seen is a big rise in female guitarists now and female yes. rock. And it's amazing. I, that's what I've loved to see, the diversity. Because when, I mean, obviously myself growing up, it was very male orientated. It was just mainly men that you'd seen mm -hmm. in the scene. So it's just great that I have seen that kind of explosion that women have got into rock. I mean, so I take it you, you've kind of always had that love of guitarists, uh, guitar playing and yeah. music itself. 
Yeah, totally. And also, I think something I didn't need, which is good. I never thought, okay, I need a female role model. I never really felt that I needed to see someone else, another woman play to to tell myself, okay, I can do it. But I know it's important. And some people need that to be, to really be like, okay, I, I can do that. It's not that obvious. So I'm happy I I went for it, even though I've always been kind of the only one I, I knew, uh, like personally, you know. And then, of course, I was inspired by Orianthi a yeah. lot. Uh, she's, I think she's really cool. Uh, and she was kind of the first, like, very famous uh, female guitarist that I, I look up to. Um, but yeah, it's it's probably one of the reasons why it's so... It's still uncommon, but you're right. Yeah. It it yeah. has exploded for sure. It's 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 getting better and better. But it's um, yeah. Sometimes I ask myself why 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 there are not more of us, yeah. you know? Cause... Yeah, definitely. Because I see a lot of talent there, and I mean, obviously, with yourself. Mm -hmm. I just automatically, I think it was the, the solo that I just suddenly thought, wow, you know, the, the, the passion and the talent you've got there and how you've actually, and honestly, like what I did was I listened to your version of the, of the solo. And then it was like, I listened to the original and I was like, to be honest, I actually prefer yours. It was something there that was actually original because it wasn't, it was the way that you played it and put it across. Oh, which solo it, it was unique. Part? It was unique. It was, uh, I can't, it was the one where you were just sitting on the kitchen floor and you just playing in flames. Oh yeah, in flames. Uh, yeah, yeah. Zombie and, and solo. Zombie, yeah. And 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 do you know what is? I just listened to it and I was just like, I like it. I like it. There's something unique about it that you brought that uniqueness to it that I really liked. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's, it's really nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember. Do, yeah, posting this and uh, you know I, I'm I'm like a massive in flames fan. Yeah. Are, are you as well, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and I posted this because I think these these parts. The, what I like with them is, of, of of course, it's a metal band, but they have such great instrumental little um, sections. And this yeah. this one in Zombie Ink, it's so like Hendrix. It's yeah. I don't know. It's so tasty. It's so well written. Everything goes perfectly together, like the rhythm and the lead. And I just covered it, but I kind of didn't realize I was tuned uh, with the tuning I usually use, which is E-flats. So yeah. just a semitone down than the normal guitar tuning. And in Flames, they use a pretty low tuning. So just because of that, it sounded different already. Yeah. And I think it's good. Sometimes I like doing covers uh, and trying to play them as, you know, as perfectly as I can, because it's also a challenge. It's cool. But sometimes I like when it's, it's different a bit. So this one, yeah, came out pretty different. Uh, but uh, Jasper, you know, one of the, the yeah, artists, yeah. he reposted it on his page. And I was like, I, I think I just cried. <laughs> because I, I, you know, I, I admire him uh, a lot because he wrote um, one of the best, my favorite songs of In Flames. So yeah. Yeah, and then we were talking a bit, and, uh, and you know, the fangirl in me was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I had, I had seen that. It's the same as, like, obviously, you had the, obviously the Slash as well, and I was like, I like it. I just, there's, it's just that you have that ability to take a song and you try, you play it in a way that you put your own signature, signature to it, and it's just like, I like it. And I think it's just, obviously, the guitar. I love the guitar as well. Yeah. Is, is that, <laughs> so I take it, yeah. So... I mean, could I ask though, if you were to have one guitar, that would be that would be it. What would it be? Oh, I mean, I think okay. I play with two guitars. I play with my PRS, yeah, uh, and with my SG, yeah. And I only have two electric guitars, which is crazy for a guitarist. Love guitar, yeah. But I only have two, and to be honest, I don't think I. I want a new one. I never wanted a new one because my PRS, it's, um, it's not even like a real one. You know, it's like an SE yeah. series. So it's like the cheaper versions of, of PRS. And I just changed the pickups. I have pickups from uh, Les Paul standards. Yeah. So, so that I can have, you know, 
both kind of like the the PRS touch, but also the sound of of Gibson of Slash and yeah. so uh, I love that that I love this guitar so much and um, it's been with me through a lot of cool gigs also yeah. and um, I also I broke it I, I broke it in half uh, two years ago because I fell off stage I was playing a gig and I fell off stage and did that that PRS just broke in half. And I, you know, I got it repaired and everything. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, we've been through too many things, you know. Because it has that little memory, isn't it? It's like this, like people don't realize that. Like when you look at a guitar and you pick it up and it's, it has that soul to it in a way that it take, it, it, it's part of your own memories. Because I remember <laughs> seeing PRS and I think it was Mike Oldfield. When I first seen it, it was the actual, like, if you look at the, the fretboard, it's got the inscription of the birds flying oh, yeah. up it and it is the original like flame one a sunburst um prs and he played it 98 when he done two of the bells three and i just saw and i was like wow what a guitar and i think i just automatically because i've always been a massive gibson fan obviously slashes you know les paul standard and then seeing his collection and i think yeah. for myself it was always the gibson until i seen the prs and obviously my goldfield playing and i was like I like it. It was just uh, something about it. It has that, once again, that uniqueness, isn't it? Because I think everybody's just so attached to the Gibsons, the PRS, yeah. they, they, you know, it just equally. Yeah, I think maybe in if you play like rock, especially a hard rock, you go for Gibson automatically. Yeah. And I mean, that's a there's a reason for that. They are amazing yeah. guitars, obviously. Uh, but PRS, I don't know, I kind of... Because a friend of mine had one uh, a long time ago, and I just tried, and I just really loved it. And when I saw the one I have, which was kind of more blue at first, yeah. but now it's kind of green. Because <laughs> uh, I, I bought it when I moved to London six years ago. So, I, I, no, I just kind of, I, I really love the touch on them. I think they're easy to play. Because, um, yeah, the, the SG I have, the, the neck is super thin. So yeah. sometimes it's really good for solos, but sometimes for rhythm it's 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 a bit thin. So there's not a lot like a lot of space to rest your hands. <laughs> so yeah, I think my guitar, I yeah, that's the perfect one. I wouldn't change it to be honest. Yeah, definitely, because I think that's what it is. Because obviously, like you said, you've got two there, and it's almost like because you can see why guitarists have that big collection. You look at people like Slash. I mean, he's got yeah. over like what was that, fifty, a hundred guitars, and you yeah. can understand why because he, for the style of music it is, he mm -hmm. will, uh, he will like think right, I'll have this guitar, and that'll work for me. Because most people think it's just oh, this this one guitar or what two guitars I can play anything on. But everybody, I think every guitarist has that part where they they. Depending on the style of the song, they'll go mm -hmm. for that certain guitar. It kind of fits that, that that song, that style. And I know, like obviously, like you said with PRS, it has that element to it where you can go to like an instrumental style, you know. And then you'll have like I say, Gibson might go for the rock style, and you've got the mm -hmm. SGs. So it all it kind of like suits the music that you're playing. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, I like the fact that it's also customized. You know, I like when. Yeah. That when you, you you have a guitar, but then you change the pickups, you you change this and this, and I change a few things on it, and it it's really then it becomes yours. I think if you have so many guitars, yeah. you don't have a, like a special relationship with any. Yeah. Then I don't know if you have like fifty guitars, you know. Yeah, how could you chop a change almost, isn't it? It's like you kind of change, go from one and you might play that a bit, put it to one side, go to another one, and you never really have that like so that relationship with it. Because yeah. I mean, because I mean, with like, say for example, the SG, everybody knows that SG, and like you said, with like say ACDC, it has that that almost that power to it, isn't it? I mean, that's what it's yeah, really yeah. known for. Yeah, not totally. Yeah. But like with ACDC, I'll obviously go onto that part. How did you get into like obviously playing ACDC in an all like women band? Yeah. How did that come across? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's funny because it's actually a Swiss band. Yeah. But I didn't know them when I was living in Switzerland still. I never heard of them. Uh, but it's because I moved to London and I met uh, the ex-guitarist of yeah. that band. And she was playing with them, but, you know, li still living in London. And I saw that she was leaving the band and she was looking for someone to replace her. So immediately I, I, I was like, oh, can I, can I audition for them? And, and I did audition for them. And we met... Um, because that was just before the the ACDC tour, you know, when they had uh, Axel Rose singing. Yeah, yeah. So, 
I, I was going to the Swiss show actually that yeah. was in in June, and I I met them around like May. So I told them, oh, are you going to that show? Because we can meet there, and they were obviously also going. So we met there, and then we just I just auditioned for them. I think the day after, and uh, and yeah, then two weeks later I, I was doing my first gig with them. And yeah, I, I owe them a lot, to be honest, because they they were my first real band, yeah. as in playing real gigs. Um, yeah, John, when I was like 21. And, um, and you know, like, because we play in Europe a lot, so like touring yeah. and I mean, the first time you do it, it's just amazing. So, and it, I really like the fact that it's an all-female band as well, because yeah. I, I play a lot of all-male uh, bands, like, I, I really don't yeah. mind, I, I like it. But it's cool. I mean, it's, it's it's special, you know. It's I like it. <laughs> Do you think that gives a, that difference with being all like all female compared to like say a mixed band? Do you think there's a different element to it when it comes to like all women playing? There's a different feel to the music. There's a different energy there than it is uh, to a mixed band. Yeah, I guess it depends also the the type of band. Um, because I think rock, if you play rock, and especially ACDC, it's, it's full of energy yeah. anyway. Yeah. But yeah, there is, I think, there is because the audience of that type of band, ACDC is of course a very old band, it's mainly yeah. like males in their 50s and stuff. So yeah. it, it's, it can be hard sometimes to, to get on stage in front of them. And it's not hard, but it's, it's, it's not, yeah, I don't know, it, you have to to really like be on it and, and show what you can do and not be yeah. intimidated by by such an audience. So we, yeah, we, we are, I really feel like the team spirits when we play. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, do you find that obviously like you're saying there, and I think it's very true that when you've got a, a, a band like ACDC and you're like obviously covering their music, you want to give them that justice for oh, the yeah. actual music itself. And do you think, you, do you find that every time you step on the stage to, to play the music, do you find that you have to, it's always in the back of your mind that I'm going out there again and I've got to get this music my 200% because you kind of like got to play up to that mark, haven't you? Because they're that certain standard. Yeah, I mean, especially at first, it's, it's a lot of pressure because um, when you listen to ACDC and they, yeah. they say that themselves, it's like, it sounds easy, but that's also the point. They want you, they, they say we, we, they say that we keep the music easy uh, yeah. because it's, it, I mean, it's, it's grooving like, it's it's such a good groove, but I think if the music is too complicated, sometimes it kind of kills the groove. I mean, that's like a whole another debate. But yeah. um, so they keep it simple in in you know at first, but when you actually have to play, and the problem is that because uh, I do Angus, and yeah. some solos are so famous that even if you don't play guitar, if you don't care about guitar, you know them yeah. by heart. So you have the pressure to, to deliver in, in those cases. But so, so, sometimes you can improvise because not all solos are so famous. And yeah. Hengus himself improvises a lot during shows, but you know, not all the time. Like some solos have to be played like, like they are and that's the way it is. So yeah, it definitely, it's, it's not as easy as it might, it might seem, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I remember like obviously practicing Thunderstruck and that was it. It was like literally there, just trying to get it sound right, and my fingers were blackened by the end of it. Because it's got yeah. that certain timer to it as well when you're playing, and you're like, "This, is, my fingers are literally burning now. It's like blackened." And you're kind of like, "I want to get this the the, the justice to it that it deserves." Yeah. And I think what it is well, and you tend to think like it's true what you're saying. You can listen to a piece of music, and you think that that is amazingly well put together, time and everything. But and the mm -hmm. power's there. But then you try and pick that guitar up and you try and play that to that level. And then you realize you are yeah. just, you know, you are literally, every time you go to learn something, you are that amateur every single time, no matter how experienced you are, no matter how you know well you can play, you'll always find something that just, that, that's it. You've just got to yeah. step up to a whole new level, haven't you? Yeah. And also, they, when you listen to ACDC, it sounds it sounds quite heavy as, as well. Yeah. It's not like it's it's hard rock, but they play with very little gain, yeah. and you know it's the more gain you have, the the easier it gets to be honest yeah. to play, especially solos. So 
yeah they they don't use delays on the guitar so yeah. again when you put delay and gain it you you sound better <laughs> like i think everyone because it's it, it's less clear so yeah it, there's a lot of elements and also you have to play all that while moving like crazy because you can't yeah. do an acdc show and and be like static it, nah, it's not gonna happen you have to be crazy and angus is you know like roaring around on like on the floor and and I had to do, I mean, I didn't have to, they, they never like forced me to do it, but you also want to, to make sure people have a good time. And if you see, yeah. if you go see an ACC tribute band, you expect to see that kind of stuff because it's fun and it's fun to do and it's fun to, to watch. So yeah, it's, 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 um, it got me, uh, I think for like, honestly, like for like a whole summer because I joined in May and yeah. then till until like the September, September after I was just doing ACDC. So I think for like, yeah, four or five months, I was only practicing ACDC, <laughs> trust me, only, only to really get, uh, to get it right, really, because it's, it's, yeah. I mean, to me anyway, it was difficult <laughs> to, to get the sound and, because he plays with such energy, like, he, he, like really hard, you know, when, when he plays. So it's, yeah, it's, it's not easy to, to get right, definitely. Definitely, definitely. And did you find even when you're practicing, you're feeling you, you want to go and do a dock walk? Do you ever find that you just want to just jump straight into it, I think, and just get, because you get in such, a, like you say, that groove, that, that yeah. there's that feeling. And, and I must admit, sometimes I thought that, when he's sitting at home and it's like people like yourself practicing, do you ever feel like, I'm just going to just break out in a dock walk? I'm just going to need to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think sometimes, I don't know, um, people say it's lame to practice stage moves, but I think sometimes you have to. Because, yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just a show at the end of the day. So if you practice the playing part, why not practicing the moves as well? I mean, not all of them, obviously, you don't want to like practice everything. But but some, like, I, I remember practicing with just moving around a lot. Yeah. So it looked stupid because I was just myself in, in a room moving, a, you know, a lot, but it helps you can't just practice sitting and then all of a sudden just nailing all the same parts and and just do um putting on a show at the same time you know so i don't think it's i think it's okay even if it's a bit stupid but yeah <laughs> but i think that's that's the whole fun of it isn't it like you're saying if you actually look at it and then like you got angus you know he's in his you know decked out in his school uniform and he's spinning around on his back and he's just yeah. going crazy <laughs> and it's just like that's so cool. How can you? And I think that's what it is. It just takes that like, years and years of practice, mm. you know. And I think that just shows how the dedication, you know, for yeah. these people, pure dedication to be able oh, yeah. to play. And like, obviously, I've seen quite a lot of the big guitarists myself. I've done obviously like Slash and that. Mm. And and you, and you watch it, and you're just sitting, and you can see that the passion. But it's it's almost like they can just sit, and it's just eyes closed, and they can just play anything. Yeah. How? How can you do it? And you're literally walking their fingers over a fretboard, and you're like, how? You know, it no, just blows the white They're such the a, a great live live band as well. They yeah, they 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 know how to put on a show. <laughs> that's that's for sure. It's they they have the best live show. I think like one of the best for for sure. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And and obviously, like that one of the main questions that because I find that would be in such an and I think that's a good crossover for yourself. If you look think about that, you've got ACDC, old band, and obviously very male oriented, very driven. Mm -hmm. You know, and then like obviously. If, all female band playing the same songs and giving it yeah. that power. How are yeah. you perceived? Are you? I take it you quite perceived quite well from like the, obviously the audience and people are always like, do they obviously request the songs? You know mm. what they want to play. Yeah, I think it's um, we, we we are perceived like in in a good way, yeah. uh, but not as first. Like it's always like we they people some some people not everyone they they expect us to to really prove ourselves maybe yeah. more than another band uh because we are like girls playing acdc which is like you know young and everyone is quite young as well in the band yeah. uh, playing like old music that is kind yeah. of uh, uh yeah so uh we yeah i think we are we have more pressure maybe so sometimes it's it's hard for for us to break into new countries or new places because yeah. if they haven't seen us live before they're a bit like oh it's just another female band you know so uh but but once once we get there they, they like us so 
Like, I think that's what it is. I think it's people's perceptions, isn't it? Because yeah, like yeah. when you get like, usually when they think, oh, it's like, say a male, like a male band or a rock band, metal band, you know, people are automatically, oh, it's because it's from that scene. It's mm. been very male orientated for many, many years. And like I said, what I've really enjoyed seeing over the last probably 10 years is this rise in women, not just obviously women guitarists, women singers, women, mm. you know, singers. Uh, I mean, you look at like death metal now. I mean, yeah. you've got some amazing like vocalists out there, and you're mm. thinking, "Wow, oh, yeah. you know the yeah, power." Yeah. That and this is a woman singing it. It's like the power that they've got in them, and um, I think that's what it is. And I, I'm really enjoying the scene that I see a lot more women now out there because I think it's it's had its time of where it's been just that traditional male all male group. Because I think it's just good to see what other like what women can actually bring to the scene as well. Yeah, I think there's definitely a, a place for, I think, everyone. And it's, it's more than male or female. It's, I, I think everyone, it, it should be more, uh, yeah, a bit more, you know, also different backgrounds, like cultures, everything. I think it's, it's the more, like, the more the better, really. Um, but, yeah, I'm very happy about uh, the fact that there are more and more females um, and why? I don't know what what change exactly. Maybe you have an idea. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, I, what, what's the reason why? To be honest, I think what it is is because of the scene itself. And I think what it. I mean, if you go back to two thousands, I think that's when it really started breaking. I think yeah. they've got evanescence. You've got like obviously mm. Amy Lee there, and I think what it was was there was this big injection, and it was like people started giving them the respect that they deserved. And I think mm -hmm. what it was, was like certain elements and then more and more women were attracted to the right, because they always were, they always were attracted to that scene, but it's mm -hmm. not, not as in like, say, playing music, some did, there was, they go back like 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, there was women in the scene, but it was very, very hard um, to play that, like that music really, or not as much playing music, but almost getting that scene. And I think yeah. it's really been since probably the last, probably since 2000, you've got, like I said, bands like Evanescence really rising. And I think, I think as well, it's the, the, what women can deliver as well. If you think about, like I said, about death metal scene, yeah. you know, you, you kind of look and you think, wow, they are the power they can deliver. And I think men have actually took a step back and thought, you've got talent there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Um... Yeah, I also heard, I think it's uh, um, Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. Yeah, she yeah. said that when, because they are like, uh, the, the Hailstorm is like 15 years old. So they maybe yeah. just before like that rise. I mean, they were part of like the early rise, I think. And she said that labels at the time, they were kind of looking to to book the slot. Okay, we have uh, a band with a female, so we don't need more of that. That was yeah. like, okay, we have it now. So they, they wouldn't give other like female fronted bands or just bands with female musicians in it a chance because yeah, that was one little unique thing, but then we don't want too much of that. But I think now they see that actually it's just also for, from a, a marketing point of view, it just, yeah, you just get more attention. You know, I'm not gonna lie, it, it's, it's true because you, you stand out um, just because you, you're part of a minority, which is in that yeah. case in the rock, just being female, you, 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 you stand out automatically. Then you, you have to deliver, obviously, but you do stand out quicker, I think so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because I think what it is, like you said there, and it was a really good point, because obviously people like Hailstorm, and then you look at it, and it, but it's the, what they can deliver is equally as good as an all-male band. Oh, yeah. And I think that, that's what it is. It's the power that, you know, and you've got like Talia as well. Um, you've, got, you've got these, they, you know, when you look at it, there's so much power and so much passion behind it. And then mm -hmm. you, because there's been times when I've said to somebody, have a listen to that. And they've like, what, turn around and oh, oh, who's singing? And like, yeah. What's his name? And I've said, it's a woman singing that. And they're like, no, it's not. And I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> Until they're actually suddenly realizing, like, wow, you know? Mm. You know, yeah. and they're like, really? And it's like, yeah that's a woman singing and just like they're kind of like blown away because i think that they've got some power and i think that's what it is it's what i really like seeing was that diversity now and it's mm. and, and they're getting the respect that they deserve because i mean yeah. like you know th there is that rise and i think it, that's what it needs to happen yeah no t totally it's uh but i think it's it's also not only for for guitar it's it's for all male dominated um 
arts or industries, it's always, I think there's a rise of, of you know, like women everywhere now. Uh, and I think it's good because, you know, like we're all humans, so we should just get do the same thing. There's no reason why so, some things are consider, considered like more male or female. I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's just weird, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think what it is is like that equality, and I think that's. I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's, mm -hmm. it's been needed that injection, and I think as, as time goes by, and it is that whole equality really. And it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't just touch music. It's art, you know, you know, photography, you know, movies, mm -hmm. you know, every scene. And I think that's what it is. Get the women as as equally talented as a man. Yeah. You know? And I think I think that, I think they deserve that that time now where yeah. you know. And I mean, even if you look at even the writing scene, you've got like J.K. Rowland. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I think that really it needs that change, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I guess maybe for rock music, um, when it started, maybe women were more on, on the groupie side, you know? Yeah. They were more like fans or groupies, which is also, is nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't think that's wrong or, or anything. But yeah, I think it always takes time to, for things to change, like in any way. So maybe because that was always the, the way it was, then yeah, because maybe also for, for, for example, ACDC again, like if you can't really relate to the lyrics if you're yeah. a female, like this, yeah. <laughs> for example, if just, just the lyrics, the music is different, but I think if you, if you need lyrics to relate to, to a kind of music, which uh, a lot of people need, um, it's yeah there's not much for you in there uh, also maybe like the beginning of, beginning of hard rock and everything it's not it's all also centered around you know everything the lyrics the music videos like uh, the imagery is very like male 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 so maybe you don't yeah. relate to that so, and you don't go in that direction because you're like okay there's nothing for me so uh, yeah i don't know maybe that's the reason but yeah i don't know like what i liked always is is the music i never i yeah. i'm not a lyric person really i don't really care what what they say <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Cause, i mean do you think that you like like today you relate more to the music and, and do you find yeah. yourself like having that like that variety of music in front if you almost like you you touch on different genres and you think actually i want to play it in this style or I try it mm. in this style do you ever find yourself just wanting like to, to listen to a piece of music and thinking Actually, I quite like that. And I want to try and adapt that from one piece. You have a lot of, like, influences. Um, maybe not as, not as varied as I would like. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, because just rock is, is very, you know, it's, it's many types of, of rock. So just, just rock and metal is, is so huge already. Uh, but no, I, I, I'm, yeah, not, not really, honestly, I... I don't have maybe, maybe other, like a weird influence from like some, maybe from jazz or from whatever. I, no, I, I just, I, I, I'm a rock person. <laughs> and sometimes it's, I think it's a, it's a shame because uh, I, I try sometimes to open myself more to other mm. types as well, but I'm always kind of staying between blues and metal and everything is in between, you know? So um, yeah. I, I appreciate music in, in, you know, especially live. I, I, yeah. I go sometimes to, to, a jazz, to jazz live gigs and it's amazing. Like, I, I really love it, but I, would, I wouldn't listen to that or, or try to, to play that. Yeah. Which is, I should maybe, you know, it would make me better for sure. So. Yeah, because I think that's what it is, that whole influence. Because I've always said, if you take, a, like a, you take something like classical music, mm -hmm. like, basically, that is, like, non-electric metal yeah, yeah. essentially <laughs> i've always because i've always looked at it when you break down different genres so you look at like classical and then when you listen to metal they're actually identical but it's just one's electric and one's not electric and then yeah. when you look at that that flow when you've gone back to like the the 1920s 1930s you know you've got the old like blues folk you know rock that it all started, and everyone thinks, oh, well, it started, like, obviously, Presley as a rock and roll. It's actually go back, go back, and you're going, like, you know, right down to the, the, the original people. So, you know, and then you've got people like the Robert Johnson. So, really, when you look at music, it's all connected. I've always believed that. You know, yeah. you can see an influence in every style, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's, I mean, it's music. I think it's, it's just a way that we, we communicate uh, emotions. So I think it's the same, like the, the purpose is the same, the, totally. Um, but uh, pe some people have more um, white uh, taste, I think, yeah. and it's, it's good for them. And, and but you know, you, you can't explain taste. You can't really explain uh, why you, you, you are, you don't, you have little influences or like many, it, I don't know. Uh, but I agree with you. It's 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 the same. Yeah, it's it's music. It's just different forms, but the aim is the same, and I think people also feel it the same way uh, because it's just to yeah to communicate just human uh, emotions that we all feel. So so yeah. <laughs> Definitely, because I think that's what it is. Is what I've always touched on is because when you listen to music, you can get like an instrument, instrumental piece of music that's just like guitar, and it, and you feel like that there's that energy there, even on mm -hmm. instrumental music. And like I said, I mean, when I stood there and I've stood in front of Slash and I've watched this guy play a seven-minute solo, and it's like, yeah. wow, like this <laughs> guy can just play and play and play, and it's like, but you're in that moment, aren't you? You're in that element that you just mm -hmm. like, wow, this guy is like. And and to me, it's like if you can get somebody so transfixed that it's just like you're left speechless. I think that's a side of like an amazing guitarist, essentially. Yeah, and and when you can do that, yeah, without lyrics or without vocals, it's it's yeah. even crazier because you just just by a sound, essentially, you you can make people feel something, and that and that's that's crazy because you like yeah, I'm just making a sound with an instrument, but if you do it the right way, it's gonna make people feel something and I think that's the the goal like the the ultimate goal um you know I think I'm not I'm not so into like shredding like mm. like I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a shredder or anything uh but I I don't dislike it but I think it's uh it's not the aim like I don't care about how fast something is yeah. uh, or, or how technical um because uh, I heard, especially when I was at, uh, at a uni in, in music, people were kind of, some people were kind of looking down on the rock a bit because it, it's too easy. Yeah. But I don't know, I, I don't care. I don't think, I don't see music as a technical competition. And um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you can make someone feel something by playing guitar or an instrument or anything, it's, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a great feeling. It's, it's amazing. And uh, I love this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I think what it is, is what I've always found myself, it brings people together. And yeah. I've always said, like, that the rock scene, metal scene, it's probably one of the most peaceful scenes, essentially. Yes. You know, everybody's just there to enjoy the music. I mean, I stood, I remember standing there, in, and it was absolutely just tipping it down with rain. It's like, you are getting soaked standing there listening to Metallica. And I'm in the middle of a stadium. And honestly, I felt uh, that Zen moment. It was that weird yeah. moment. You're totally zoned out and you've got Metallica right in front of you. And mm -hmm. it's just like, wow. And you're all these people around you and you're getting soaking wet and you're just not feeling it. You're not, you're not realizing how, like it's how heavy the rain is because you're so attuned mm -hmm. to this music. And it feels like, but you feel as one with everybody. And it's it yeah. that friendliness, isn't it? There's a real friendliness. And I think that's what it is because there used to be a very bad rap about people in rock, like rock and metal that, mm. you know, and it was like, no, actually, I mean, even if you go down to more that really heavy, the, the, the metal is, people say it's very aggressive and it's like, no, actually there's a lot no, of peace not... in it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of misunderstanding, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Even like you say, even like extreme metal gigs, uh, it, yeah, it's really super peaceful and, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, like like the vibe the vibes are always good even if the music is like crazy violent and like they destroy everything on stage but it's yeah it's it's very peaceful but it's great i mean that's why art is isn't it because it's uh you can do whatever but at the end of the day you just like uh uh if you do it good then it brings good emotions emotions not supposed to bring bad vibes or anything and um yeah but i think that's also the reason why like extreme metal, metal is is very it's a small scene it's, it's never gonna be uh like number one you know <laughs> like yeah. but it's it's good I, I don't think it should be more known it's it's uh it's niche and it's great 
And maybe rock is a bit more uh, easy to relate to. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're right. It's super peaceful. And uh, it, yeah, it should be. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I think what it is, because I'm, I remember if you, if, Going back, because obviously I'm a big fan of like your older music, obviously like that section of like Zeppelin, Sabbath, mm -hmm. you know, and then you go into like Ozzy Osbourne with Randy Rhodes. And to me, it's like, just as a comparison there, I mean, if you look at people like Randy Rhodes, he was actually doing a classical music. He was learning classical music, but he then, he then like basically put that into his music. And I think that obviously people could see that. And to, to me, it's like, that just goes to prove that you can take one piece of music a completely different style and fit it into a scene and everybody loved it. Same as Cliff, uh, obviously Burton there. He'd done the same with Metallica in the early days. And I think what it is, is people had these influences, but they had that, with the metal scene, I know the metal scene and rock scene, it was very like people categorised or they labelled. You yeah, know, yeah. they put that label out there. And then when you had that fusion, like going in the 2000s, you had like the Limp Biscuits, you had that new metal, mm -hmm. you, know, you, you know. And I think what it was was, it became popular by a demand. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they, they noticed they could make money with that. So, of course, it's when something makes money, people tend to, I mean, not bands, but like all the media and, and labels, they wanted more bands like that. Um, but yeah, but that's just one type of, of metal, isn't it? Still, I think yeah. it's the, the rest is still quite... I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, I think metal today is really not dead. Like some people say, you know, yeah. rock is dead or metal is dead, but I really don't think so. There's there's lots of new bands. Maybe more on the metal side is true than yeah. the rock side, maybe. But it's there. There are still new bands that that are that you know like really make it like tour the world yeah. and yeah. and it's not only the old old bands. Uh, uh, but yeah, I hear that a lot. It's like rock is dead, metal is dead. I really don't agree with that personally. Nah. Mm -hmm. I think I think where people see that from because you've got like the seventies, the eighties, and the nineties. It was starting to like get a little bit broken there. But then like oh, in the last, I mean, like people said, like if you take a band like Metallica, everyone like the Black Album, mm -hmm. and then when it hit like load, and they tried to change that style, and they kind of they people say they lost their way in a in that little way. But I think really when you look at it now, I think a lot of the older bands are really driving forward because they've got that fan base, they've got that style and they're always trying to do something new. Mm. And to me, it's like when people say rock and metal's dead, I think what they mean is the original way that yeah. it was perceived and played. And, you know, it, you had the, you could go to a bar and listen to music. And I think it's become more commercialized really over the last, yeah. say like 20 years. I think that's what they're kind of meaning. That older scene is kind of gone, but there's now bringing it into that newer scene, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but also it can't stay the same. Just also for, no. for just the equipment has changed. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the, the new, the new amplifier technology or, just the way music is recorded, it, yeah. it can't sound the same. And I don't think it's bad. But some people just complain about changes all the time. Yeah. Like something changes, like it's like a band changes, changes is bad. If they say the same, it's bad as well. So you, you can't make everyone happy anyway. Um, but yeah, um, I think yeah, these kind of people don't like change. They want the music to say the same and everything, but music can't say the same. I mean, if it, if you look at the history of music, it's evolving all the time. That's, that's why yeah. it's history of music. It's just like one type of music. And uh, the evolution also brought rock music and, and metal. So um, now I see that as a good thing. Of course, I, I really love old school rock as well, but they, they still hear. And if, and if you want, you can still make that, that type of music. You can sound like them still. Um, but there's also new technologies. And I think, I think that's amazing because it's just, you don't want to hear the same thing all the time. Like there's no point just recording same songs and same style when you can do something else and uh, do your own thing as well. Yeah, definitely. Cause I think what it is, is like, it's a bit like you, like you're saying, if you went on, obviously with that, uh, obviously playing ACDC, it's like people want Thunderstruck, Back in Black. Yeah. They, want the, they want those classic songs. And it's like, you know what people want. And I think what it is, is if you're constantly doing that and you just, like, it's a bit like that, you're just playing those same songs over and over mm. again, you're never going to see that change. And like you said, people are going to turn around and say, but that, you know, 
I want the old stuff, but how are you ever going to evolve? Because when yeah. you look at music, it, like you said, it's constantly evolving, not just the style it's playing and it's fusing, but I think it's good that there is change and technology has advanced music a lot more now where yeah. it's a lot more easy to make, would you say? Oh my God, yeah. You, you can make an album from your bedroom and yeah. that's amazing. Like that was probably even like 20 years ago, yeah. 15 years ago, that wasn't the case. I mean, probably yes, but now it's, it's totally inexpensive. Which is, you know, a good thing and a bad thing because the competition now is, is, is like way more than before. Uh, but there's no, uh, you, anyone can make music. So mm. I think it's good because if, if you're really good and you, and you keep on pushing it because it's a hard business, you will still get where you want eventually, I think, uh, if you do it right, which is not so easy, obviously. But um, yeah, I think I prefer the new way, like some people like, like oh, CDs, like uh, fuck Spotify, nah, nah, nah. but uh, yeah, it's not perfect for sure, but I don't think now, uh, before was perfect either. So it's just, you have to adapt and adapting is, is difficult when you used to, okay, releasing an album on the, like uh, dig, um, physical format and doing yeah. this, uh, especially if you, if you've done that for like 20 years and suddenly you have to change, it's not like you're born in a new uh, way of doing things. So I, I get it, it's, it's difficult. Uh, but but I know, think it's about... ACDC is adapting, ACDC yeah. is on Instagram, you know what I mean? So if yeah. they adapt, everyone can adapt, I think. Yeah, definitely. Because like saying that, for example, if you go back 30 years, I remember being a kid, having a, uh, having a Walkman, this tape, <laughs> <laughs> and you just played that tape over and over again. And the next thing they brought, they obviously had the CDs. And then you'd literally have a stack like that. You were traveling with a stack <laughs> like that with the CD Walkmans. That then yeah. evolved, you know, it, you know, the MIDI discs. From the MIDI discs. Mm. And then, you, you know, MP3s, little the MP3 players. And you just, all you ever saw was that evolution of technology. And I think yeah. that's what it is now. And I think it, it's at its best, essentially. You've got streaming services. You've got Spotify. You've got, you know... There's that many different like streaming services now, but I think really it's a good thing that obviously brought back formats like the cassette and they've got the LP still because that's always been a big scene. And that was where money was because really when people, like I got told this probably 20, 20 years ago, the CDs are worth nothing because, yeah. you know, because the fact is, you know, they're literally when I used to like the special edition and that, but now it's where the money is, is in the, in the cassettes and the LPs that we had many yep. years ago. So you can enjoy it on you know multiple formats, but I think it's just such a better way now. You can store like twenty thousand tracks on a mobile phone. Oh yeah, yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and now that you make money, I mean, not right now, but you make yeah. usually you would make money with touring, because yeah. uh, also ticket tickets are way more expensive now, yeah. uh, and and merch you you sell. Like merch, especially for, you know, in you go to metal gigs, everyone buys a t-shirt, everyone yeah. still buys CDs. Uh, maybe less in rock, but in metal, people still buy CDs. Yeah. It's, it's still a thing. Uh, so it's, it's just different. It, it's, it's very different. Uh, and you have to learn it if you want to, to be in this business. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's, 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 it's worse than before. Definitely. Yeah. You hear that a lot, I think. They're like, oh like the old days and uh, uh, and uh, I don't think it's true. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a, a big change. And also with everything happening, obviously COVID over the last, like, you know, I mean, it, it, yeah. this year, I mean, ha I mean, that has took a, obviously a massive impact, a massive, you know, onto the actual mm -hmm. scene itself. And it, and it, and I really hope that they do, you know, it, get gigs back to what they are, allow people yeah. back in, you know, touring. Actually, yeah, but yeah. maybe in like, in the in the UK, maybe it's, I think it's gonna be in like six months or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here in, it's it's okay. In, in Europe, I think it's uh, gigs are on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the UK seems like yeah in a very bad uh, position. Yeah, definitely. That's mm -hmm. one question I was going to ask you. We're obviously being in Switzerland. How how's the impact of obviously everything with COVID? How does that has mm -hmm. impacted yourself? Obviously, playing music. Um, are you still able to play live? Are you still obviously still be able to do what you can do? Uh, well, uh, to be honest, for me, it was a very big change because just before that, I, I used to play a lot. Like I was playing a few, few times every week. I was, I was mm. just 
uh, in making living, making a living by playing. Uh, but obviously that stopped. So I, I came back to Switzerland for a while because I didn't have a job anymore. Yeah. Simple. And yeah, uh, so I also just to be kind of away from this, you know, because it, it's more in London, it's like, uh, all, like the pace is like up all the time. It's everyone is stressing and it's, it's a very fast life, which is cool. Uh, but I just wanted to kind of, you know, it's more peaceful here in Switzerland. So I came back here and because I had a lot more time, I, I could increase, I could learn like new skills that I needed. For example, I learned to program drums, you know, yeah. on, on, on the computer and to film better. I just kind of upped my, my production skills. And it, it's very important, you know, when, when you're a musician, you have to promote yourself and everything. Uh, it's something that I could never find the time to do. And I, I did, and I also wrote uh, you know, original th stuff and just more time to really, yeah, just uh, work on ideas I had, uh, but I never had the time to, to do when I was busy playing with other people. Um, so for creativity, it, wa it was good, especially at first, but now because, you know, you you're creative, you take the inspiration from life, I think most people. And right now, because life is, is kind of, it's, we still live, obviously, but it's, it's not as exciting. Not many things are happening. I find it's harder to find the inspiration uh, because you got less information and less stuff happening to you. Um, but I think it's good because I, I took the time to work on stuff. Yeah, I didn't have time uh, and important stuff. Uh, so overall, I think that was a good thing for that. Obviously, the, for, for touring, it's, it's a disaster and I miss it. But I think it will be back eventually. So, so yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because that was what I was going to say for that time that obviously you had there. And like you said, you've actually spent that time obviously learning new skills. Yeah. You know, I, I constantly, like, that, once again, that's a, like a personal evolution, essentially. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and personal development. Because it's like, like you said, if you, if you like, say, touring, you know, touring, obviously doing the ACDC side, and then obviously you've got Killer as well with the band. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so you've got two sides, but it's like, do you find it was always like that struggle of like that personal time that you felt like, actually, I yeah. want to try and play this or I want to learn this or I want to work on that skill or like you've done like obviously some tapping skills, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you ever, do you find that in the last, say, six months, it's giving you that pure opportunity where you could actually think and you do stand back and think, actually, it's the first time I've actually been able to do this. Yeah. <laughs> no, to totally. I think if you, if you play with a lot of different bands, uh, it's hard to to find one the time, but also the energy to then create something for you because you're already creating with different bands and you play and it takes a lot of energy and it, it's great. But then, yeah, you find this extra like inspiration and energy to to create something on your own. It, it's I mean for me anyway, it's, it was difficult to do uh, with playing with like four or five bands uh, at the same time. And also some sometimes like a one-off gig for someone else, or, you know, just learning. Also, you learn someone else's set, set list. So, yeah, I'm grateful to for all the time I had to, to really work on what I wanted because, uh, yeah, I couldn't before. So, no, definitely. And also, as you said, for all the technical side of of guitar because you, most of the time people don't care about solos so you're no. not like you don't play solos all day long sadly <laughs> so it, sometimes you, you you learn songs and everything but it doesn't make you a better player because yeah. you just learned but you don't it's not stuff that is gonna um, make you better uh, like technically but you still have to learn them so it takes a lot of time so yeah being able to work on like solos, for example, like more difficult solos, uh, like the slash solo you said before. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think what it is is like when you when you like that when you hear a piece of music and you you think right, I want to play that, so you dedicate that time to it, and then you, like you said, you start realizing and trying to like trying to piece that together. Because it's, it's, it's very like, it's like baby steps, isn't it? So you think, mm -hmm. right, and you're looking at it and you're like, obviously, do you go off tablature or do you actually go off sheet music? No, I, <laughs> I'm supposed to know how to read music. I, I can, but I, I never, I just never do it. I usually do it by ear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
sometimes when I lazy, I, I look at tabs, but usually the, you, they're wrong, like on the, on the internet. So I, yeah. I usually I just transcribe everything. Also, because it's a good uh, listening practice. So I yeah. like doing it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that what it is, is when people actually, they, you hear the music and the amount of effort and the amount of practice that takes to create a piece of music and a yeah. time and a dedication. And I think that's what it is, is that why people obviously give a massive respect. If you can play an instrument, but it's like to actually pick an instrument and try and play it. It's how mm -hmm. much dedication, how much practice, because I mean, there's been times, like I said, there's times when I've just tried to play one simple piece of music and mm -hmm. And I might have been there like 50 times, 60 times, <laughs> trying to just get that, that right, that right sound, the finger placement, you know, mm. and it, people, until they've actually picked an instrument up, they'll, they, they'll never realize how difficult it is. Yeah, because also, I, th I think if you, if you look at the, the best guitarists, they, they make it look like it's easy. Yeah. So you, until you try it, you don't realize how difficult it is to, to play some, some, some songs. Because it is, I think guitar is, is a very hard instrument. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I think you've got, you've got a multiple, because if you look at stringed instruments, you've got like, I mean, even 12 strings, beautiful guitars. Yeah, you've got so like the, you know, the, the sound they give off and you've got like the banjos, you've got the mandolins, you've yeah. got all the, you know, you've got all these stringed instruments and it's until you've actually picked these instruments up and you think, actually, it's like how much dedication and time does somebody put into even if you've got a naturally attuned music itself and they mm. say you can hear, you can listen to music by and you listen by ear and like because when you look at tablature because i've done it before i've looked at a tablature and i've went well that one's different from that one what is the right <laughs> one yeah so it's kind of like trying to find the right that and you, then you kind of have to adapt it to your own style as well yeah it's uh it definitely takes a, a lot of time <laughs> so yeah it, it takes uh, hours and, and hours and the worst if, if you just stop for two weeks you're gonna lose a lot and it's it's yeah it's it's kind of endless but also that's cool because if you just you know get up one day like okay I, I know guitar it's it's also boring yeah. I think it's I like the way that you can the, the fact that you can always get better uh, and even if, you, if you're at the top um, you I don't think you will ever feel like yeah okay I'm good yeah. so you always got you've always got something to learn haven't you yeah, 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 but that, that's great. But also, it's it's, it's frustrating. Uh, I think so many people, because guitar is a very popular instrument. Yeah. Many, 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 many people want to learn guitar, but so many quit during the first month. Uh, it's 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 crazy. I think there's a lot, lots of people quitting guitar. Yeah, definitely. But, but, I mean, just obviously just to wrap things up here, because we've actually got about four minutes left. That's how quick it's okay. gone. <laughs> but like, um, really, I mean, what's next for yourself there? Yeah, thank you, you too. <laughs> uh, sorry, what? <laughs> so so what, what's next for yourself? Um, <laughs> next for yourself? Uh, okay. uh, um, uh, I'm still gonna release more videos and, and write more stuff. And uh, yeah, that, that's it for now. It's a bit unclear, you know, because uh, the touring situation is not super clear. Uh, but I have shows in Switzerland with the with Back and Black, the ACDC band, Brilliant. and uh, yeah, just keeping on. I'm just gonna keep releasing uh, stuff on my own for now. Yeah, definitely. It's, I think what it is is like because obviously after the uh, podcast is finished, obviously get everybody on the stories for yourself and obviously for Killer as well. Um, <laughs> I just put everything on the stories so people could then obviously go and view it. Because I mean, like I say, it's. A, it's good to obviously get this shared, get it out there. We need to obviously that equality, diversity. And that's what I've been trying to do a lot more on the, the podcast itself, to try and get a lot more guests on, because I think it's essentially like that, women in music. But I think we need that scene now. We need to get it out there more. And, I, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure for you coming on tonight. And I really enjoyed the chat as well, because obviously talking about ACDC and anything rock, <laughs> music or metal, it's obviously a massive passion for myself as well. And, yeah. I, and I think it's something of, you know, I think it always will be there for us. It's something that's almost in like your DNA, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I think what it is, is like I said, though, um, obviously we'll get all everything on the stories anyway. Um, but like for yourself, though, you know, it's a massive thank you for like coming on tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, I enjoyed it. That was cool. Cool to talk to you. <laughs>
cool, cool. But like, um, we'll obviously we'll catch up in like obviously another time, and hopefully make sure obviously when we actually get back to doing obviously tours and gigs, you know. Yeah. But I do do wish you the best of luck there, Claire. And once again, no thanks a lot for coming on the show tonight. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Al. Thanks, mate. <laughs>